Welcome to Conversations with the Coach. And this is Coach George Raveling, along with one of my former assistants, Jack Furtick. Okay, George, our, our topic today is coaching lessons learned. You've been in the game for a real long time. You've been out for quite a long time. Uh, give us some of your thoughts. Well, the, the great benefit that I have is I'm 79 years old, and so I've had a wealth of opportunities to reflect back on my coaching career and to think about uh, things that I would do different. How would I bring greater value to the coaching, my coaching opportunities? How do I bring greater value to the lives of those young people that I, I coached? And I, I, I realize now in my mind, coaching is all about being a servant leader. So what do I mean by servant leader? I think a coach's primary responsibility to the athlete is, is to serve their needs, to help them get from where they are to where they, 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 uh, they can possibly be in life. And, and so you've got to construct a roadmap for them along the way. It's not as much about winning and losing as as we think it is, uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion that the most pertinent win is teaching them how to win in the game of life. Uh, the victories uh, they soon fade off in, uh, with the memory in, into memory banks, but but the lasting lessons that you can give a young person that will help them sustain and become responsible citizens, I think, are far more important. So when I look back, I, I, I'm thoroughly convinced that that the best coaches are servant leaders. The best coaches recognize that that you, you not only coach the players physically, but you coach them mentally. And I think we spend far too much time coaching the athlete physically and, and not enough time coaching them mentally. So as I, I look back now, I realize that the two key words that uh, are how and why. We spend 95% of the time addressing the how of things and 5%, and I think I'm being generous there, on the why of things. And I believe if if the athlete understood better why we do things and why I, the, the coach is recommending that you do this, I think the how will become increasingly true. And, and, and when you stop and you, you frame it in the sense that of, of coaching the physical and the mental, then you start to, to, to come closer to the realization it's really about coaching the whole athlete, the whole person. So I'm, so coaching the, the, the individual as an athlete is only one s segment of who he is. So I have to coach him uh, uh, athletically, I have to coach him spiritually, mentally, uh, um, and uh, as a st academically, so there, there, there are different uh, silos of responsibility that I have to address. And I think I look back now and just with my single uh, focus as a servant leadership on basketball, I'm really cheating the athlete out of a unique responsibility. And, and so... Today, I, 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 if I were still coaching, I would have to say to myself, what uh, skills do I need in order to be able to successfully coach the 21st century athlete today? And, 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 and I would couple that along with what is it that I don't know but I need to know about this athlete in order to be able to emotionally engage with them. So if I go back and, 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 and I... 
I ask, what are the skills that I need today to be able to to bring out the best in this athlete? I think, first of all, uh, I have to have relationship skills. There has to be an authentic relationship between myself and the and and the athlete, and and not not just the X and O parts, not just the winning and losing, but I, I've got I've got to reach beneath the surface and, and emotionally connect and understand, and as the Indians say, walk a mile in my moccasins, and so. When I today with the with the athlete, I, I think I've got to build a relationship, and all relationships are built around trust and respect, and 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 and, and a mutual mutual visions and goals and and strategies. So at the end of the day, if if we're able to create that kind of a culture and environment, then what we really have is a partnership, and a partnership is is a, a broader extension of of a relationship. Today, I think more than ever before, we need to be able to have that kind of a relationship with the athlete, not just on the court, but off the court. I think we've, we've, we've got to, to understand what it is that motivates them, where they want to go in life, what, what they want to do with their lives. And, and then the, the question is, how can I help you achieve these things? And so... I see the responsibility of a coach today in a much broader uh, universe than, than I did when I first started out. Uh, I, I also recognize that, that society has changed, technology has forced a lot of change upon our social system. And so uh, an old guy I worked with many years ago used to say, it's a wise man who changes before he has to change. And so as we transition into the 21st century as a coach we 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 we're coaching a different athlete today and and we have to figure out how can we reach them what are their needs and and so we talked about the skills for me to help meet their needs i have to be proficient in certain skills so relationships communications and and when we say communications the, the the first thought that comes to mind is 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 verbal communication but there is no communications without listening so there's two vital things that we have to do is 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 to 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 to, to talk and to listen and so i've learned uh, over the years that all coaches need to be constantly aware of their talk to listen uh, ratio i i would say most times with an a single athlete to talk to coach ratio is probably 95 to 5. Again, the coach does 95% of the talking and the player does 5. We, 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 we don't reach out and try to understand and, and listen to the player's opinion. And so I, I think that we've got to really uh, fine-tune our, our, our communication skills. Problem solving. I think that's part. We're an adult, and 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 the athlete is is a young adult, and so our job is to mentor them, to guide them, to to take them by the hands and help them cross the bridges of life, and to do that, I think part of it uh, surrounds problem solving. Critical thinking uh, is 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 another one. So I think uh, every now and then in our coaching. Um, 
uh, careers, we need, and, and when I say every now and then, I, w- I would say on a yearly basis, we need to really have a, a personal audit of my of the coaching part of our life, uh, and how effectively am I am I connecting with the players? How how, how positively am I am I uh, engaging with them? What's my my positive talk to negative talk relationship with them? And 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 today, I think we we're. We, we, there's no longer can a coach say I coach all my players alike because I think anybody who says that is absolutely foolish. Of course, I think what we have to do today with 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 the 21st century athlete is that we have to customize our our coaching style to each individual. Some players uh, learn uh, the, the way they learn, the way they think, the way they verbalize, the things they feel are vastly different. And so, at the end of the day, I've got to un- understand what's the best way for to teach this person and uh, this athlete to, uh, how to, how to think, how to respond, uh, how to how to participate. Uh, now, you know, if I can interrupt you for a minute, George, I I coached for thirty years in college five years in high school, but, and I worked for 10 different guys. I, I count you as Washington State and USC, two different head coaches, because I think you were you know, two different guys. What I'm hearing you say is the overriding factor is it's about the players. It's not about the coaches. And I know the last two guys that I worked for uh, were in, are, are now in the Hall of Fame. And that's you and Jerry Tarkanian. Now, I know Tark's been dead for about a year and a half. I don't think he'd be offended if I said that you're a much deeper thinker than he was. But uh, both of you guys put players. It's about the players. Tark was always about the players, um, maybe even a little too much. You're the same way. Everything you're saying has to do with making players but it's a players program you're trying to make players better you haven't talked once about how to win or or you know what you these are coaching lessons learned you're not talking about how you learn to win or how you learn to win games or how you learn to attack different people you're everything you're talking about is it's about the players and i think you know having known you for so long and having seen all the so many guys come back to you, these guys respect you just for that reason. And I know Tark was the same way. The guys just came back and they loved them. And I think that's the main reason. They realized that they were playing for whatever school, Washington State, USC, Fresno State, but they were playing for you. And the reason they, they appreciated you guys so much was because everything you were doing was about them. Well, I, I, and I, I think that's, at the end of the day, that that's what, that's what it's all about. And in a lot of ways, it, 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 we, we're in such a, a unique position. What is a parent's most valuable property or asset is their, child, their child. Right. And so someone sends to you their child and they say to you, I'm going to send you a boy, I'm going to send you a girl, and I want you to send me back a man or a woman. And so I have a unique responsibility that someone's trusting their child with me. And the 
clearly, overtly, or covertly, they expect me to send back a, a more refined product. And so I have a unique responsibility. And a lot of parents would love for their child to be on a winning team and, and get trophies and that. At, at the end of the day, they really are more interested in, did you help my child grow? Did you help them uh, 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 see, see themselves in, 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 as being someone bigger and help them see all the hidden uh, uh, opportunities that they are in life? And so I think it's, 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 a, it's a, a really a, a unique but serious responsibility that we have in coaching, and we have to broaden our concept of why we're doing this and how best to do it. And, and so it, the, the longer I live, the, the, the more I realize that it's, it, 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 it's, 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 it's never really about the coach. It's always about, about, about the athlete because without the athlete, there's no need for the coach. Exactly. And, and, and I know that the one thing about podcasts is the difference, what separates them are usually personal stories. Tell the story about when you recruited Mark Boyd and what his mother said to you. Well, Mark Boyd was a young man who played for me at the University of Southern California, and I recruited him out of Stone Mountain, Georgia. And at that time, you could go and, and, uh, and, and pick up the letter of intent. And so when I went to Mark's house, Mark was about 6'8". He was one of the, might have been the only player I have ever coached, as I think of it, he was uh, the only player I ever coached who started every single game for four years for me. From the day he got there to USC to the day he ended, he started every single game for me. And when I got to, went down to pick up the letter of intent, Mark's family was his mom. He had three sisters and himself. And... Um, when we were walking to the door after they signed the letter of intent, at the door, uh, uh, Mark's mother's name was Betty, and, and, and Betty Boyd said to me, she said, Coach Raveling, I don't want no foolishness out of you now. And I knew what she meant. Hey, I'm sending my son all the way across the United States to California, and I'm entrusting you and in, 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 uh, that you're going you're gonna to take him and you're going you're gonna to build on the foundation that, I, that I've created for something that we take so much for granted. The young person comes to play for us, and they arrive on campus the first day, or even if it's in high school, they show up for the first practice. But I'll stick more with, with, with the college uh, environment because that's where I, where I spent all of my coaching life. So a young person shows up on the college campus, and when they arrive, they have luggage. And in that luggage, most of us see the luggage as, as apparel and cosmetics and things of that nature. But also packed in that, in, in that luggage are his dreams, his goals, his aspirations. And at some point as a coach, we, he's going to open those suitcases up, and, and one of them, he's going to dump all of his dreams and aspirations and stories and goals and life on your desk. And, 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 and then you start to realize, you know what, I, 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 he came here and he wants me to help him realize his dreams. He wants me to help him fulfill his goals and aspirations in life. And so it's so much more than just teaching them how to shoot a jump shot and play defense. If, if, if all a player learned from me is how to be a better defensive player or a rebounder or score more points, hell, that, that's, that's a shallow existence. He could have gone anywhere and learned that. I, I, I would like to think if we were together for four years that we c can create a memorable existence together and 
and grow together. And and the idea that that the athlete is the only one is a student is a, it, to me is an absolute uh, misnomer. Uh, I've learned as much from my players as my players have learned from me. Uh, and, and and I think that we'd all be better off as coaches if we understood that le- the learning process is a two-way street and, and that the, the, a lot of times the players will teach us a lot about ourselves. Uh, and, and particularly when it comes to communications, a lot of times maybe the mistake resulted because we didn't do a great job of explaining to the player what it was that we really wanted. So you get to this 21st century coach and the 21st century athlete, and the way I sum it up is I think to myself that coaches today have have two unique responsibilities. To um, The two unique responsibilities are, one, to coach the team, and two, to lead the program. And today in the 21st century, there are more coaches that that get uh, uh, fired for because they can't lead the program than than that they can't coach their team. And so what what happens today is most coaches are really running a small business, and and and, uh, and even at the high school level, you could say it's a mom and pop grocery store, but you still have to run it like it's a small business. You your leadership skills come into and, and, and to play from uh, just three years uh, before my back problems happened. But uh, they didn't call you the head coach. You were called the director of basketball. And it went all the way down to the grade school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the feeder elementary school. We had seven feeder elementary schools. We had a um, junior high and we had freshman JVs and varsity. And they call you director of basketball and they expect more than just winning. They expect winning, but they expect more than just winning. And like Betty Boyd said, they don't want any foolishness. <laughs>